You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Relentless pursuit of improvement. Hi, Dale Dixon here. Welcome to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Online today, Jason, so good to hear your voice. Uh, it's great to be with you. I really enjoy doing these. And so do I. Today, we're going to dive into your book, Less is More, and we're talking about this idea of continual improvement. And it's one of those things that you really found as you do so much research into, into companies and, and still stays true today. So set the stage for us. We're going to the pages of the book for a lesson in this idea of continual improvement. What did you discover about the, the game-changing approach to staying successful? Dale, do you know uh, the Japanese word Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N? I have definitely heard it and heard it often. All right. Can you define it for me? Deals with quality. I know it's, it goes to the heart of quality, and it's associated with uh, you know lean manufacturing, and I hear it in those circles often. So I'll, I'll turn that back on you, and, and you give us the definition for how you see it, especially as it relates to, to less is more and what we're talking about today. Well, let me tell you where we landed on this. There is a remarkable company uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, that's called Landtech. And uh, and I referenced them in, in one earlier podcast, but for those who didn't hear that podcast, it's, it's a great story. Many, many years ago, uh, the, the tinkering, inquisitive mind of, of Pat Lancaster, the founder of Landtech, thought that there had to be some kind of a good way to, to transport stuff that was coming out of factories. And it would come out of pallets, but stuff was falling off of pallets, stuff was being damaged. And he came up with the idea to, uh, to shrink wrap these pallets, a machine where you'd put a pallet, it would spin around a few times, and, and the shrink wrap would go on, and, and then it would be transported. And they were able to prove, I mean, the damage to inventories and damage to goods being transported, I mean, dropped by like 90%. And the company became this instant success. And of course, everything was patented. So as Pat Lancaster would tell you the story, he said, we got fat, happy, and lazy, and we felt entitled because we were protected by patents. And he said, we actually spent most of our time suing people for infringing on our patents. And one day he said, the Supreme Court said, you're no longer operating under any patent protection. And he said, that was the day I knew we could lose the company. And we had to do something absolutely fast. What he elected to do was Kaizen. And he took me through the Kaizen exercise uh, that they implemented at Lantec. And it was a true eye-opener. But then, and it's, and it's about turning down or shutting off the way you do things in mapping processes. Uh, it's about coming up with a new process through the involvement of everybody. It's about immediate implementation. And then it's about ongoing uh, commitment to productivity. Uh, but at the end of his under explanation to me of Kaizen, and then the more I studied it uh, with, with other companies, I realized that whether or not they even know the word, truly great companies practice the seven principles of Kaizen. Uh, even if they don't do a formal Kaizen exercise, 
they, they do practice it, even if they don't know what the word is. And so I, I guess it's those seven principles that we should be talking about today because anybody can take these seven principles and implement them in, in their department or, or their business starting tomorrow. Absolutely. So folks at home, go ahead, grab your pen and paper or uh, you know, pull up your Evernote and start taking notes as we go through this process. But lead us, uh, take us through those seven principles, Jason, and, and we start at the top, obviously. Well, listen, I'm not going to try to impress you with my mastery of, of the Japanese language because I, I really speak maybe a half dozen words. Uh, but there's one other Japanese phrase which I really like, and I, there's not even a literal, literal translation. It's uh, Genshi Gambutso. And Genshi Gambutso uh, means go, see, and be involved. And so that leads us to principle number one. Leadership must actively be involved at all times. Leadership must be seen as being involved. And just as a very quick aside, it wasn't that many years ago that the uh, the railroad in Australia decided they wanted to become a high-tech player. And uh, and they, they called me in and, and they hired me to help transform them from a railroad to a high-tech leader. And their thought was, Everything was going to move on cables. They had these incredible right-of-ways all across the country, and they would use this to speedily move data uh, across these vast spaces. So I, I get together in this room with the CEO and with the top 30 to 35 executives, and, and, and she said, we are going to embark on this huge, incredible transformation from an old traditional transportation company. We're going to move into the high-tech and communication space. And we brought in Jason Jennings, who, who, who's going to lead this transformation effort. And she said, so I'm going to leave you now, and uh, I'll be back at the end of the day, and you can tell me what you've done. Well, I, 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 have, I was like a stunned mullet. How can the CEO of the organization not be involved? How can the business owner uh, of, of any business not be involved. So if, if you're going to be, if you're going to set the stage and implement continuous improvement, leadership must be constantly involved. I don't care if you call it management by walking around, management by pretending to be a customer of your own company, if you call it snooping, if you call it turning things over and peeking underneath. Leadership has to be involved, but as importantly, they have to be seen as being involved. Uh, the, the second thing that you have to have is you have to have an, an agreement as to what the, what, what the objectives of the company are and what the real drivers uh, are. You know, Ryan Eyre from Ireland, I mean, has out uh, southwested Southwest Airlines. Uh, their success, starting with one little airplane that barely limped across the channel, uh, is, is startling as they become the largest discount carrier uh, in the European continent. But they understand what the drivers are. The, the drivers of their airline uh, are not customer satisfaction, which will surprise you. The drivers of the airline are how quickly they can turn around the airplane. The drivers are the food and the merchandise sold on board. The drivers are the hotel rooms and rental cars that they're able to book. The drivers are on-time performance. So 
you, you have to have agreement as to what you're trying to improve. So you've got to identify the drivers that move your business, and those are the things where you and, and maybe yours is customer satisfaction, whatever they are. I, I I'm entirely unemotional, but you better figure out what the two or three drivers are that are going to take your enterprise or business to where you want, and those are the things that you have to have agreement on as to be the objectives of the organization. Number three. You have to know the real product or service that your company uh, is in. Uh, James Womack, uh, uh, another author, uh, he wrote a book. I guess it's maybe 15 years ago that I read it. it had a big, profound impact on me. He wrote the. It, it was called, uh, as I recall, the the machine that changed the world. And, and in it, he said, figuring out what a business's real product is confuses a lot of people. But he adds this tip: ask the question what's our product or service only from the perspective of the customer? Uh, and Womack argues that without having a definitive answer, increased productivity and continuous improvement will never get off the ground. So you need to know, you need to determine what the real product is of each work group within the organization. Then, and this is easily done, number four, you've got to map the current process. You have to physically draw a map of what the current process is. And so if the product, uh, so if, if what you're really selling uh, are the most delightful eggs Benedict for breakfast in your restaurant, draw a map. Eggs come in. Here's what happens next. Here's what happens next. Here's what happens next. Here's what happens next. Here's how the hollandaise is made. Here's how the Canadian bacon is cooked. Here's how it's plated. Here's how it's brought to the customer. Draw a map of every one of your drivers. You have to map the current process. Then, here's the magic. Step number five. You've got to say, here's the map of the current process, of, of, of whatever it is we make, sell, produce, or do. Then you've got to involve the people who are actually doing the work. And you've got to say, and this is where, where it's really like Kaizen, where you gather the people who are actually doing the work and say, here is the current map, and we want to make this current map better. I mean, with an end result of bigger, uh, you know, better Eggs Benedict, warmer or hotter Eggs Benedict by the time it gets to the customer, more delectable, uh, more appealing to look at Eggs Benedict. And so we want to involve you, and, and we also have to do it economically and make a profit while we're selling that plate of Eggs Benedict for twelve ninety nine. And so you've got to involve the people, ask them for their ideas, the people who are doing the work. The people who are in various spots on this map are the ones who can lead you to true productivity. Number six, and this is the tough one, most companies suffer from paralysis by analysis. They just never get it on. Number six is this. Once you got the new map, jump in. Don't study it anymore. Implement it immediately. Implement it immediately. Say, we're going to start. Oh, no, we're not starting next week. We're starting today. We're starting right now. Right now. Because when and you get that, the people involved yeah. and they see immediate reaction to their yeah. input, they have buy-in. Uh, they do. They do have buy-in. And that's how, that's how all organizations create a sense of urgency or how great organizations create a sense of urgency. I mean, as I talk to literally Dale, w w without risk of exaggeration, I mean, I interview thousands of CEOs and business owners every year. 
And, I mean, they will have a long litany uh, of, of things they want to change, of things they want to improve. But always at the top of the list is, how in the hell do I create a sense of urgency in this place? I mean, how, how do I ignite it? How do I light a fire? Well, I mean, when you map out the process, you involve the people who are involved in the process, you take their suggestions, and you say, okay, let's do it. Not tomorrow. Let's start right now. Won't that be fun? I mean, they see their suggestions, their input being followed. This is how you create, I mean, teams who operate with a sense of urgency. And then number seven is as you're implementing, there are going to be some hiccups. There are going to be the occasional problem, and that's fine because number seven is it's about continuous improvement, nonstop continuous improvement. So, Dale, I mean, those simple seven things, leadership has to be involved. There's got to be an objective uh, agreement as to what the real drivers of the organization are. And seldom, seldom are the drivers what you really think they are. Next, you've got to know what the real product or service is through the eyes only of the customer. Number four, you map the current process. And then number five, you get the people involved in performing the work. I mean, to come up with how you're going to change the map. I mean, how you're going to streamline the map, how you're going to improve everything. Number six, do it. Just do it. Implement it immediately. And then number seven is that creates the environment for continuous improvement. And there is, in 12 minutes, what you could study, I mean, in a week-long seminar or a semester-long in college. That is the essence of Kaizen, the Japanese model of continuous improvement. And it's really a relentless pursuit to get back to the topic of this podcast. And you've given us some tremendous things to think about and to, more, most importantly, to go out and do. Don't put this off and say, well, I'll start it next week or I'll start it next month or at the beginning of next year. You've got to start today. Uh, Dale, do you, remember, do you remember in one of our earliest podcasts, and I promise I'll never repeat it again, uh, but it was a poster I saw when I was beginning my career, and there are very, very few things that I've ever looked at, remembered immediately, never had to see it again, have never forgotten, and just, I, I, I think about it, I won't say every day, but certainly every week I think about this, or when I need to do something and I've been putting it off, I, I remember those words, on the plains of hesitation bleach the bones of countless millions who on the dawn of victory pause to rest and while resting died <laughs> just do it get it on all right great advice for us as we wrap this episode up uh, we want to leave you with the, these two things that we ask you to do uh, help help us spread the word we're here simply uh, jason has written the books they're on the bestsellers list but there are so many businesses in dire need of this information and it is free and available to anybody who accesses it if you will go out to itunes and write a review that helps boost us up on the rankings and will make it available to more people make it seen by more people so that they can listen. If you could write a review, we'd be most grateful to you for that. Number two, go ahead and ask a question. It's questions at jason-jennings.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll answer those questions on the podcast. Jason, thanks so much for your time today. Dale, uh, do you ever watch Dancing with the Stars? I try not to. 
<laughs> well, uh, I occasionally watch it for purely for entertainment value, and I always love when they bring them in to get their reviews and get their numbers. They're always holding up their fingers. Call now, call now, call yeah. now. And so that's what I'm doing that you can see. Type now, type now, type now. Uh, would love your reviews. Uh, would love your input. Would love your questions. Please pass us along uh, to a friend. I mean, because we've got some pretty valuable knowledge here. I think so. Yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting to see uh, uh, what's what's out there, what's available for folks through this podcast. So, Jason, thank you so much for making the time to make this material available to so many people. Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.